Well, welcome. You're listening to the Carol First Baptist Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Chris, alongside Pastor Mark and our intern, Peter Hill. Hello, hello. Howdy. You're in for a treat on this episode as we take a behind-the-scenes look into the candidating process. As many of you know, our church began the process of discovering God's next lead pastor for our church back in April of last year. Two weeks ago, Pastor Mark officially candidated for that position, was then voted on, and was issued an invitation to take the senior pastor role here. He has since accepted and will begin his official role on July the 30th, following Pastor Wiggins' farewell service on the 29th of July. Peter Hill has been with us since, well, birth. (laughs) He was uh, raised in Kingston, Michigan, and his family has been attending First Baptist his entire life. Three years ago, while on a mission trip to Honduras, God placed a burden on Pete's heart to go into vocational ministry. Since that call, he has been involved heavily in the ministries here at First Baptist. He's currently completing his third year as an intern with us and has recently accepted a youth pastorate of his own in Coopersville, Michigan, beginning in June of this year. So I'd like to get us started off here with a couple of questions and just give our folks, our listeners, uh, some behind-the-scenes info and, and understanding of how this whole process works. They have probably understand how it works from their pew, from their perspective, but what about from the pastor's or the candidate's perspective? How, how does that whole process unfold for them? And so I'd like to go through a couple of questions, and hopefully this will be educational for you as listeners. And and, uh, something beneficial to you. So let's uh, start here. Perhaps uh, you could both share with us, just in a nutshell, the process that both of these churches went through to arrive at the point they are now with the two of you as kind of pastors-elect. Okay, so before we kind of get into that, why don't you first give us a brief rundown on how we as an independent Baptist church look for and call a pastor as churches and denominations do this differently? Sure. Um, well, we are a, a independent Baptist church, uh, which means that there is no other uh, hierarchy over us. We are autonomous in the sense that we have uh, full uh, power, if you will, to uh, call uh, pastors on our own. We don't need the approval of any sort of organization or a denomination or uh, anyone outside of our our church. We're a congregational ruled church as far as polity goes or government goes. And so the way uh, the church arrives at that decision is is through a congregational uh, vote uh, that is preceded by a a, a pulpit committee determining the the potential candidate um, and then making a recommendation of said candidate to the board. The board then brings that recommendation to the church um, with the candidate uh, for the, the approval uh, of the vote of the congregation. And so there's no, no one outside of the church that's making that decision, uh, humanly speaking. Obviously, underlying all of that is the, the prayer of God's people and asking for direction and clarity on, on these sorts of decisions. Uh, but that that is basically the uh, it is kind of in house, if you will, uh, not necessarily the candidate. It doesn't isn't necessarily in house in this case. It was, but or in our case, but um, the the way to they, they get 
get the candidate can can vary as far as resumes or um, names from other pastors or other leaders, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but as as far as the actual way that this church goes about doing that, that is an autonomous uh, process within our church. Uh, it's not a it's not a you know next guy up sort of thing necessarily. Um, it's not somebody else dictating to us who our next pastor will be. Uh, we are doing that independently. Awesome. Uh, Pete, why don't you share with us uh, kind of the process that uh, the church went through over on the west side uh, to get to where they are now with you? Well, uh, it started at the beginning of the year for me. Um, I was told that there was an opening over there by Rochelle Visser. Her parents actually go there. Uh, if you know our family, you know we're pretty close to Rochelle, um, and you've probably seen her around before. She's a little crazy. Sorry for listening to this, Rochelle. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I was told there was opening, and I was told that I, I could apply. And uh, and so I did. I applied around the beginning of the year and heard back uh, shortly after that uh, they were looking for someone. And so they looked at my resume, and, and were uh, they liked it, I guess. Yes, they, they did not like it. They did not, not like it because they called me back. So, <laughs> uh, And so they had a search committee. Um, as far as I know, and the search committee met a couple times and discussed uh, what was happening? I, was, I think I was the only resume that they took, um, and so that was a little bit different from what our church did. Uh, but they looked at my resume, uh, called me uh, for candidating in the middle of April, and so I went and candidated at their church uh, a Sunday morning. Uh, did Sunday school, a Sunday service, as well as a question and answer time afterwards. And then after that, um, about two weeks later on April eighth, the same same day we voted on Pastor Mark. Uh, they voted on me as well, and uh, it was a congregational church vote, um, and I was accepted through that, and um, then it was my choice whether or not to accept the call back, and I did, and that's kind of the process. It was a little mm-hmm. less laborious, I think, than, than what our church went through, um, but yeah, it was it was a good process from, from my perspective, I think, and that, that's kind of how um, the West Side does it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for those of us in our church, uh, we've been explained to by the board chairman uh, the process overall from April till now of what took place uh, for uh, us to arrive where we now have Pastor Mark as, as our uh, incoming uh, senior pastor. But Mark, Pastor Mark, could we hear just a little bit from you? What was your, you know, what was the process for you? Because you most certainly weren't a part of, you know, step one through 13. Uh, but, you know, from where you stepped in till now, can you kind of just give us a rundown of the process uh, from for you? Yeah, sure. So, you know, the, the uniqueness of uh, this situation <laughs> is, yep. is actually profound in regard to um, being close to the situation um, as you know, being on the ground here, but uh, also not being you know, quote unquote, a part of, uh, the process, uh, obviously. So, um, so it was, I mean, quite frankly, there was some difficulty with it for me, um, because of being here and knowing the church and knowing the, the leaders and knowing, um, you know, what, how things operate and, uh, seeing you know, what, what my heart was for the church and for the future and, and desiring to be part of that. And uh, the process um, went, you know, as they had had planned for it to go, as far as the time and and the the steps and all those things. And so, there was, uh, you know, a bit, 
quite a bit of waiting uh, for for me, um, though it may not have felt that you know that much for for other people, uh, having been here for this long, mm-hmm. uh, having you know kind of uh, desired that for a desire to 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 be a, a senior pastor at some point in my life, and that desire becoming stronger and stronger in the recent years, and. Um, so there was a, a, a sense of, of the tension of waiting mm-hmm. for us. You know, the other tension is that this is, uh, this is home for us in, in, uh, in a lot of ways. I mean, it's clearly, uh, if you don't know my wife, born and raised in Cairo. And so this is you know, literally her hometown. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've been here long enough that, that we call it home, too. I call it home. It's the only home my kids have ever known. And so, so there's the other element of just that tension of you know what what our future is going to be uh so during this this process there was certainly some of that kind of um you know anxiety if you will about what what's the outcome going to be god was really gracious to us though uh and gave us a lot of encouragement through the process um uh, and there, there were times where he was just so good and sovereign over mm-hmm. what's going on in our life uh clearly in the decision but but even leading up to it, just reminding us of, of really important truths along the way. Uh, I read a book on uh, the sovereignty of God, not really because I was worried or because my life was up in the air necessarily. That's not why I read the book. But uh, Trusting God Even When Life is Hard um, by Jerry Bridges. And just a really good reminder of God's sovereignty over all things. And he's sovereign even in the, even in the waiting um, mm-hmm. Proverbs chapter three, five, and six. That's a passage that came up for me to preach. It was kind of part of the the order of of passages that that I was working through, and came up at a great time in my life uh, to be reminded of those truths and what it means to trust God and and uh, with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He'll make straight your paths. Just really, really good truths to to be reminded of. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah, for me, it's it was a, a bit of a different experience. Uh, I'm, I'm in a little bit of a different life situation than you are, Pastor Mark. Um, just being recently married um, and just being young, I think. Uh, this is my first really, like, career job. And so preparing a, a actual resume, like, I've been working at Jack's my whole life. I didn't really apply for that job. I was The leadership of, at Jack's, they don't look into your history and your... I was, your I was backgrounds, references, references I was, and such. I was fathered in, so. <laughs> I see what you did there. I like that. Yeah, so it's it a just, family business, folks. Yeah, so just the, the process of developing a resume, uh, I, was, I was thankful that, that Pastor Mark was going through this at the same time and that my dad was the chairman of the board because I got to see both perspectives and I got to yeah. kind of understand uh, what really a church is looking for as well as mm-hmm. what a pastor should be looking for. So I was able to develop some uh, really good questions from, from both people. And so, and, and really interviewing, like I spent five or six hours interviewing uh, just with the, the pastor, Bob, who's the pastor over there. Um, and so just that experience of, of interviewing and you always hear about it, but then you never realize like, Oh, I actually have to do this now. And so, I, it was just interesting, as as well as the dynamic of, of being married. Like, you have another person that you have to think of as well. Right. And so, I mean, Allie and I, Allie was extremely supportive, and I was very thankful for her uh, involvement of what it did and what she did, and just family in general. I mean, the church was very supportive of me and praying. Uh, we had lots of prayers going out for us, and uh, we felt that uh, God was really good to us throughout this process. 
And uh, I mean, it was just such it was such a cool experience for me, I guess, because um, like this is this is what I've always wanted to do, and now I actually have a chance to do it. Um, I know I'm kind of going probably down the line where our questions are going, but uh, yeah, I'm just it's just really exciting to see that that God working through my life and yeah. giving me opportunities in my life. I mean, we're we're pumped too. Mm-hmm. It's it is super exciting to see it uh, coming to be and. We're uh, yeah, we're excited to see what God's gonna do. Well, let's just put the whole question on the table then. Take us behind the curtain a bit and share with us a little of what has taken place at home through this process. Uh, some of us have seen uh, when we're at church, we see you uh, and how you both kind of are able to, uh, you know, receive that process and go through it from from our perspective but uh what about kind of from the home front pete you're in your first year of marriage as you mentioned and pastor mark you've got a wife and four kids uh you know how does this candidating process uh, affect home what does it look like from the inside out for us well i think my home is not really like super established in the terms of like where i'm living and so it's kind of nice that i can or me now i can kind of uproot and and leave um, like we do have some real deep ties to this area, um, but we were leaving anyways. I mean, I was going to seminary uh, either way, and so that was kind of nice, um, just for the fact that like we we kind of can leave. Uh, so, but I mean, just being in being in our first year of marriage uh, has been great. I mean, like marriage is great. I, I got nothing really to say about it. It's, it's, it's been good. Good, good answer. <laughs> um, and I just. Being a part of a team, I guess, has been really nice. And so Allie, again, has been extremely supportive throughout this, um, has been critical in a good way, um, just asking good questions, asking uh, just different things um, about what, what what our life is looking like. And so it's been it's been really good. Yeah, um, certainly a decision like this, you know, is a you is is uh is difficult I'll just say the right word there as <laughs> difficult on the family um we have a 11 9 7 and 3 year old and uh our 3 year old obviously is oblivious to anything but himself so uh <laughs> other than him uh the other three um actually were kind of tuned in and we didn't share everything with them obviously but um they they understood enough. I mean, they come to church, they hear the announcements, just like everybody else sitting in the pew, uh, that there's going to be a vote and you know all this stuff. And so they understood that there was that was coming this this vote that the church would have to vote. And um, you know, our kids were pretty hopeful. Uh, they I, one one child was you know, talked about praying about the vote going well. Other child was just um, just so confident that you know, in that I should be the next pastor and they would, they would call me a new pastor and, um, our, our new pastor and uh, even before it happened and, uh, which you totally appreciate their, their, their confidence in you and your, their belief. Um, but you know, the, the, uh, limbo and the uncertainty of the process and, and the decision was, was hard. Um, it was an opportunity for us to learn. Mm-hmm. Some really good things. Uh, one of the things that we learned was that God is good uh, all the time. Mm-hmm. It, truly, like it's not in the the outcomes that determine God's goodness. It's in the person that determines 
his goodness. So because of who God is, that's why he's good. Not, not because of, of the things that we get or the answers that we want to our prayers. So we were, we were really trying to help our kids in our own hearts through that, um, through the whole process that no matter what the outcome is, God's still good. And we, we must believe that. Um, and we know it certainly because of the gospel, if, if nothing else, uh, which there is more, but if nothing else, it's the gospel that tells us that God is good. So that's been a, a you know, a super uh, important and necessary part of our, our journey. Yeah. Great. And I can just imagine, I mean, I, I can't just imagine, I know, uh, because I was a pastor's kid, um, but being in your kid's position and just kind of seeing uh, how this all evolves at home and watching mom and dad and how they're, um, you know, interacting with this uh, reality and stuff, uh, that how you guys behave and react to all of this speaks volumes to the kids. Yeah, I, I remember sure. uh, years ago being in Cass City, watching as my parents were going through that and, and us, you know, being called to Portland and, uh, you know, the kind of terrifying aspect of that as an eight-year-old kid not wanting to leave what was my home um but uh, i i just remember mom and dad being so confident and well this is what god has for us and following god's direction and that was instrumental in my development and growing up as a kid that oh i need to care about god's direction and follow his mm-hmm. plan so i mean I, yeah. I think that's great uh, especially for your kids to see that you guys are seeking God's will and direction for your life. That's going to transmit to them yeah. uh, as kids. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and even in your marriage, your your wife hearing and seeing that being a focal point of yours, that, Allie, we need to follow God's will for our life is, uh, i, I got to believe, comforting for her as well. So, mm. Well, there's a lot of firsts going on here for you guys. Um, Pastor Mark, you've been in a pastorate for 17 or so years uh, but this is your first as it uh, relates to senior pastorate. And Pete, this is your first pastorate, youth pastorate uh, of any kind. So, I mean, there's probably some uh, interesting emotions and feelings uh, as it relates to that. But I'd like to ask you a couple of one things, and uh, we'll go with kind of the, the pro and the con side of things. What's one thing that both of you are really looking forward to in this new role? And what is one thing that you are concerned about as you step into this new position of leadership? Yeah, I mean, I, I've um, God's given me a desire to preach and to lead. And so I'm, I'm excited to get the opportunity to, to do that in a uh, explicit way. Mm-hmm. Not that I still don't have opportunities to preach and lead in, a, in the, the roles that I've, I've held, but, um, but as, a, as the quote-unquote senior leader of the church, that um, you know, I'm, I'm just excited to, to get the opportunity to, to preach and to learn how to preach better and to go through uh, you know, books of the Bible in entirety. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you preach one-off sermons, you can't cover a whole lot of ground. Sure. Um, and so this is an opportunity uh, in, in the in, in a preaching sense, you know, we have classes that we go through stuff, but in a preaching sense to go through uh, God's word and uh, learn and, and teach. And I'm, I'm really, really looking forward uh, to that as well as, as leading, getting an opportunity to, to try to um, help our church move into this next chapter, mm-hmm. whatever that might mean for us. We, no one knows the future, um, but we know that there, there are changes in life. There's changes in our country and changes in the world that will affect the church of God's people, and uh, we need to have an eye towards that as we as we move into the next uh, the next days. So I'm excited. Pete, 
Yeah, what are you um, looking forward to? I'm excited just to do to do ministry full time. Not that I'm not involved in ministry right now, but uh, being in college and, and working as well, um, you kind of have to limit what you can do. And so it's going to be uh, just enjoyable to be even even in seminary. I'll, I'll be learning about God's word and, and, and yeah. things of the Bible. And so uh, just the, the shift I'm going to have is going to be, uh, I think, awesome. Just being able to do ministry full time um, in all the sense of the word, really. And I'm just really excited to just jump into that. Yeah, I think one of the cool things, too, with the seminary and the ministry is just obviously the overlap, yeah. but the immediate application of what you learn exactly. into ministry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was doing my master's here, it was that's it was just an immediate, yeah. immediate application. Mm-hmm. Like you read, you study, you write, and it's like, boom, this, this, is, this is becoming practical right now. Yeah, um, exactly. and so it's, it's a really neat opportunity. The college that we went to, you and I had uh, ministry application yeah. stuff to uh-huh. it when you were at school, which seemed more burdensome to some degree because it's kind of like a, you have to do this yes. in addition. Right. Um, but then after I was done on campus and was off campus in a pastorate doing online courses, it was now like my ministry, if you will. Right. So it, the implications of the, the impact of, of what I'm learning and then the excitement of being able to put it into practice immediately was yeah. so much better. Yeah. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. And, and I look forward to that for, for yeah. you, Pete. Uh, I don't know yeah. if you guys have probably ever watched rodeos before. Um, but I kind of see you right now as this is this rodeo thing. You're the bull that's just, just like kicking in the stall and, and we're getting ready to open that door. And then when June gets here, I'm excited for you because I feel like you're you're that bull that's just so excited to get out and and be free and, and be let loose to, to do, uh, you know, ministry, you know kind of on your own like this is what god has given to you to do mm-hmm. and, and i'm i'm excited for you yeah. uh for us to be able to kind of or god to really be op- able to open that door and free to be uh yeah. free to do that what's uh what's uh maybe more on the ang- anxious side of things what's a, maybe a concern that you guys have in your new roles as you move forward yeah, it, it's kind of funny because I almost feel like the same things that I'm excited for, I am also concerned <laughs> <No>. about. <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the, the reality of leading a church is, you know, Pastor Wigan talked about it Sunday morning, but it, it is beyond any man. So um, the truth is that as excited as I am about the opportunity to lead, I, I also do feel that the reality that, man, it's near, it is impossible uh, alone. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I can't do it. I, I can't lead. I can't, can't preach effectively on my own. I can't serve effectively. Like uh, we need grace. We need the spirit. We need help. We need other people to, you know, shoulder the, the burden. So I, I recognize, you know, from, from the front end. Um, and I, I hope that, you know, by grace, I'll continue to recognize this all of my days as a pastor, but that, that this is not my church. These are not my people. This is not my ministry singularly. It's our church and I'm part of this thing, but um, there are a lot of other people that are part of this thing too and uh, need to be part of this thing and um, in order for it to go. So I am excited about those things, but, but if there's a, a concern, if you will, it's just this, that you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And I do know that there are a lot of things I don't know. How do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I'm old enough to know <laughs> that uh, there are a lot of questions that I've never had to answer. There are a lot of situations I've never experienced yet. 
And so there's that intimidation factor, but there's also the fact that, man, God is, um, God's not failed me yet. He's not going to fail me. He's with me. He's for me. Uh, when those times come, we, we trust that God will enable and uh, that he'll, he'll just give grace to handle the things that, that uh, he puts in front of us. So, so yeah, both, both things are exciting and, uh, you know, a little intrepidation too, yeah. in a good way. Can I just say ditto? Like, <laughs> yes, that's, yeah. uh, um, I think for me, uh, just kind of extending that is, I mean, coming from a business background uh, and, and very metrics driven, uh, very, um, like we need, we need profit, we need growth. And just this idea of, of seeing um, growth or seeing success in numbers um, and just kind of changing the mindset in that. Because in ministry, we oftentimes don't actually see um, numbers or we don't actually see right. growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we do see growth, it's, um, it's a long ways down the line. Um, yeah. But we don't really know the heart of people. And so I'm just trying to understand that we're in the long game, not in the short game. Yeah, right. And that, like, uh, just... Uh, just trying to to be patient, I guess, and and patient with ministry and patient with uh, with what we're doing, yeah. um, to try and um, develop develop progress in, in people. Yeah, yeah, looking for the right kind of growth too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, in some ways, not all growth is equal. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And so, even in in the the growth, like, what, what are we talking about uh, in that? And certainly. We all want to see our churches grow numerically. That's absolutely true. We want to see more people come to know Jesus and follow mm-hmm. Jesus. That's absolutely true. Um, but we also want to see people grow and, and um, grow in Christ and gospel fruit of uh, evidenced uh, throughout their their uh, their life and their marriages, their parenting, their mm-hmm. work, and all those things. So that growth sometimes isn't as obvious to everybody. Um, and so sometimes we can be a little pessimistic about how much we're growing or how much our church is growing because we're not seeing these, you know, mm-hmm. mega revivals or, you know, all those sorts of things. But, you know, God's after something far deeper than, than how many mm-hmm. people sit in a pew on a, on a given hour of the week. He's after uh, much, something much, much deeper. And we ought to be about that too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so thinking about the things that you are uh, excited for, maybe a little concerned about, um, this next question, uh, how do you feel God has prepared you for the role that you've been called to? Okay, you guys obviously have some things that you're looking forward to, some things that maybe you're a little concerned with, but, uh, you know, on the whole, how do you feel God has really prepared you to this point to be ready to uh, lead this church, to, to start a youth ministry over in Coopersville? Yeah, I, I think it's, um, for me, I mean, it's been years and years of development. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been over, well, a lifetime for that matter of development to bring me to this place. And I haven't arrived at anything. So um, he has prepared me for this point in time to begin doing what I'm doing. But I, I fully recognize that that I need continual equipping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so my... I am equipped to to begin doing what I'm doing um, because what God calls us to, he equips us for. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also 
don't look at the t- totality of my future ministry and say, I, I, I'm ready to handle everything that comes sure. my way. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm in process just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I think we, we want our leader to have already done all the, the process. And then we look at him as, okay, he already went through all of it. So we'll just, you know, hear his, his experiences. Well, that's not always the case, meaning that no one has arrived. We're mm-hmm. all, we're all becoming Mm-hmm. Um, what God has uh, for us. And so, so how has he prepared me? Well, I think he's, it's been a lifetime of preparation. I think the past 17 years has been super important. I think um, being a PK has been important. Mm-hmm. I think my education has been important. I think watching Pastor Wigan has been super important and helpful to me um, in, in the next steps of what, what we're doing well and how to continue to do those things. And so, um, so I, I, yeah, God's, I guess there's a number of ways I w- would think of just one particular way that I, I feel like it's all my education. Well, that's not, <laughs> that's clearly not true. Uh, or it's all my experience. Well, that's not true either. So uh, God's been doing a lot of, a lot of things in my heart, in my life, in my family, in my relationship with my wife. And, uh, that I think that we're in a, a, a pretty good spot to, to start into this next chapter. Ditto again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, even more specifically, is, is being in this internship has uh, uh, really opened my eyes to ministry. Um, just seeing how you guys operate, um, just seeing how a local church operates from the inside has been mm-hmm. uh, extremely beneficial to me. Um, and just gaining that experience so when I, I do take over that I kind of have somewhere to jump off of. And again, like this, I am just beginning, like I'm, I'm not... Um, I'm not done with this ministry yet. I don't have all that knowledge yet. Yeah. Uh, but uh, just the the basis that I have, the foundation that I have, is is a really good starting off point, I believe. And I'm I'm really thankful for that um, from you guys. Like you guys have been uh, really helpful to me, really patient with me uh, sometimes, and I just I really appreciate what you guys have done for me. And yeah, we're glad to be part of the process. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why we're so excited to uh, see you go. Yeah. In some senses, and sad. At, the same time <laughs> right. uh, because the tension is there we, we want to keep you but at the same time we, we want to see uh, what God's going to do because we know that uh, God's going to do great things and can do great things with mm-hmm. you and through you uh, so as uh, we kind of wrap some things up here I'll give you one final question what's one thing that you have taken away from this process this candidating process that you guys have have gone through that will serve you uh, the next time and by that you know if there's a next time for you Pete you're going into your first youth pastorate and you know chances are you're going to have opportunity to candidate again Mm -hmm. elsewhere how is this process going to serve you in that well i think excuse me i think even uh for both of them i've been able to experience both candidating process i think both of those have been really helpful to me um i think developing interviewing skills Mm -hmm. and developing a resume has been like practically extremely helpful um, and just seeing how this church has gone about um, looking and looking and calling a pastor has been helpful for me. Um, and just kind of seeing how churches work in this kind of uh, vacuum of leadership, I guess you could call it, where, where one pastor is either going out or retiring or um, and kind of how churches react to that um, has been has been good to see. Um, and I just think, yeah, it's going to be helpful looking forward because I mean, I kind of would. I like I I can get another job someday, and so um, just trying to see 
how kind of church polity works in, in the sense, in the absence of a pastor. Mm-hmm. All right. Pastor Mark, this church has a history of sending pastors, lead pastors into retirement. So, uh, <laughs> Lord willing, uh, you may have the opportunity to be here for the next 30 years and, and retire as well. Um, but as far as this question is concerned, I mean, how has this process really helped you and how will this process serve you moving forward, whether the Lord keeps you here till retirement or, or whatever, because obviously we're here to follow God's directions for all of us. So, yeah, well, it certainly is our desire. I said this Sunday morning, that's a quote from uh, Mark Dever, but, um, the, the pastor's job is to preach, pray, love, and stay. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, that's my desire is to preach God's word, to love God's people, um, to pray for God's people and to stay for however long God would have us to, to be here. So, um, you know, as far as takeaways are concerned, um, you know, one of the things that in this process, it, there, there's been a, a humbling that has um, happened. And I don't mean that in like a, a uh, humble brag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's not what I, I'm not uh, bragging about my humility here. I'm saying that the process has humbled me mm-hmm. um, in, in a number of ways in um, painful, um, good, helpful ways. Uh, recognizing that um, not everything should happen the way I think it should happen. Mm-hmm. Um, God's plans aren't my plans. Um, but, but also just the assurance that, that, that God's will will be done. Um, meaning, and not that we still don't have responsibility to make good choices. We do. Yeah. Uh, people can make wrong choices, mm-hmm. and we can't all just fall back and say, well, it's God's will. Well, it's not God's will for me to sin. It's not God's will for me to make foolish decisions. But but the point is that that, that God's will uh, will be accomplished, uh, that, that no one's standing in the way of God's will here. Uh, you know, therefore, the takeaway, therefore, um, there is a, a level of uh, assurance and um, hope and uh, faith that comes when you actually believe that. That um, just because it doesn't make sense to me doesn't mean it's wrong, doesn't mean God still doesn't work. Um, I don't know everything clearly. And if this process has taught me anything, it's taught me that, that, that there's things happening that I, I don't know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that I thought should be X weren't that way. Things that, uh, you know, and vice versa. Things that I didn't think were something were something all along. And, and so, um, uh, yeah, it, it's been a, a good humiliation for me to to recognize, like, man, you know, God, God's doing stuff, mm-hmm. and hey, man, I'm <laughs> I am not in charge of this thing. I'm not in control of this thing. God's doing it. I'm, in a sense, I'm along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't have responsibility, but sure. so yeah, I guess it's been a, a good humbling of me to, to just recognize my my place uh, in all of this, and, and, uh, and I think I think that's been a good lesson that I, I'm learning and hope to continue to learn. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, God has a plan for all of us, and we could look at you know your situation right now and say, well, why didn't we just do this last April or May and consider yeah. Pastor Mark because you're you're in that role now. Why couldn't we have just saved ourselves some time? You know, and, and that's something that maybe even I've thought of over the last little while, but 
uh, God's plan isn't just to fill that empty seat that Pastor Wigan will leave. Yeah. He had a plan of growing and teaching, you know, our, our board because they haven't done this kind of a thing yeah. for 30 years. Yeah. Uh, growing our church in dependence on God. Yeah. Uh, the humbling, the, the just teaching that took place over this last year for all of us in various yeah. ways that we may not have considered. We just were focused on empty chair, let's fill. Yeah. And uh, so for me as well, it's been a humbling experience to, you know, we say, you know, God's will and, and, and let his will be done and we want what God wants. But, uh, you know, going through it yeah. uh, and, and learning it has, has been a, a, an experience and in patience. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, if I can get in on the question, I'd say it's been a patience thing for me as well. Yeah. Uh, and just trusting in God's will, not yeah. just believing it's going to happen, but trusting it. Right. Uh, and his timing. So yeah, it, it's been it's been a trip over the last year, but it's been a beneficial one, yeah. and and I think all of us can agree that uh, we're better now uh, for it all. Um, yeah. So yeah, thank the Lord yeah. for His process. I want to thank you guys uh, for uh, listening to this week's podcast as we've been discussing the candidating process with these two guys who are awaiting their new roles. May the Lord bless and keep you, Pete, as you and Allie head out to the west side of Michigan to start seminary and begin your first youth pastorate. We will miss you greatly. We want to keep you, but at the same time, we are excited, uh, as I said before, for what God has uh, for you and Allie moving forward. Uh, And uh, we look forward to, I look forward to, as a fellow youth pastor, uh, getting together with you at some point throughout this next year and and even doing a a joint activity together, um, I think will be a a lot of fun. And uh, for you, Pastor Mark, Lord bless you as you shift over now to this uh, lead pastoral role here at First Baptist Church. Uh, The exciting part for me is I no longer have to worry about the the next new guy, if he's going to let me have coffee in my office or not, because... (laughs) I don't have to go into the coffee thing with you because anybody that knows you knows that uh, you bleed coffee anyway. So, All day, every day. Uh, it gyps it real slow. So I am, I am, I am be, beside myself excited uh, for a, a, a coffee-loving pastor. So at any rate, have a good day, folks, and thanks for listening. Check us out next time.